Good morning, my beautiful people. We are here. I am here with your daily dose of energy. This is the first um, daily dose of energy during the week day. Um, but it is actually day four. Yesterday's episode, I, <laughs> I was saying day four because it is day four for me, but it isn't day four for when I, it wasn't day four for when I started sharing it um, with you. So today is technically our, as a unit, day four of our daily devotion. And I am so, I am loving this so much. Um, I have this fire, this excitement each time it's time to share it. And I'm doing it so intentionally that it is just feeling so good. Um, I hope that you guys are being gentle with yourself. I hope that you are being intentional as you are navigating through your day. And I hope that you are giving yourself the grace that you need, as well as understanding that it's okay to not have it all figured out. Um, it's not for you to figure out. It's for you to trust and to just move accordingly. Today, I feel very, very strongly that it's important that we understand that God is working everything out for our good. Your heart is so pure. Your spirit is so pure and your intentions are so good. And a lot of times we are on a path and we're misguided, we're misdirected, or we just don't pursue the path we're needing to pursue out of fear, as yesterday's devotion spoke about fear. We've allowed fear to handicap us and cripple us and enable these behavior behaviors and practices and routines that have limited us in all that we are possibly capable of having and so I want us to understand that when you're in process things are occurring and alignment is occurring it feels incredibly uncomfortable and it's going to feel incredibly uncomfortable because it isn't normal it isn't a a routine that you would prefer. It isn't a space that you are accustomed to. It isn't something that you would naturally sign up for, but it is where you are and it's where you're destined to be. And so it's important for you to understand that during these times, you may not even have the words to say. You might not even know exactly what it is that you're needing or what to ask for, Because it is so much occurring that it has really silenced you. And this is when it's important for us to understand that God is advocating for us. His presence, that spirit, the gentleness, that concern is going through him. He he knows where you are headed and he sees it. It's not about us understanding it. It's not about us knowing what it looks like. It's about us trusting that he knows best. And that is difficult to do because it is a very spiritual thing. We can't physically touch him, call him or talk to him. So it is blind faith. It is delusional hope. 
but it's worth it because when you begin to see how those things pan out for us, it's, it's a part of your evolution as an individual and your growth in your relationship with him. It isn't about where you go to worship. It isn't about the way you worship always. The most important thing is that you are connected to that spirit, the Holy Spirit, connected to what you view as your higher power, right? And sometimes we're in situations and we want to defend ourselves. We want to speak up. We want to express and we want to voice our version of the truth. And sometimes we don't have the words to say. Sometimes we have this thing where it's just it silences us. And this happened to me recently. And I spoke about it and I didn't really I knew what it was, but I couldn't articulate exactly why I could not say anything. I just had this fire in me to just move forward. And that's God. That's God. So as we're going through this day, I want us to be reminded that when you have no words to speak at all, when you don't quite know what it is that you're needing to say. It's because you're not supposed to. You don't interrupt God when he's talking. And because he's working things out in the spiritual realm, you may not be able to hear the conversations. You're not able to see the moves he's making. You're not able to pinpoint exactly what changes he's making. But you have to trust that when you are silenced in the spiritual aspect of it. It's because God is advocating on your behalf. He's in rooms that you're hoping to be in. He's working out the deals that you're praying over. He's working out the obstacles that are in your way. So right now is your time to be quiet and listen, hear and be obedient. So we're going to go into prayer um, before we get into the daily devotion. Again, um, I do not read them before I record. We're doing this together. I'm committed to that. And yeah, okay. <laughs> God, we're coming to you right now as humbly as we know how, with an open heart, open mind, open spirit, with a conscious, a conscious attempt to hear you, to see you, and to see the fruit of the work that you've been putting in in the spiritual realm, but also to give us an insight of where it is that we are headed. And why it's important for us to hear more than speak during this season of our time. We've been praying for a lot of different things. We've been asking for a lot of different things. And now we understand that we are sitting here in solitude, in silence and stillness, because it is time for you to speak. And we don't want to interrupt. We do not want to intercede. We want to be patient and we want to be very clear. And how we move forward. And in order to do that, we have to be able to hear your instruction. Feel your presence. Know you're, you're here. 
So on today, I'm asking that you reveal yourself in subtle ways that only we individually will know. Confirmation that you are working things out on our behalf, but more importantly, confirmation that we are not in this battle. We are not in this sea of storms. We are not in this place of uncertainty. We are not in this place of insecurity, inadequacy, fear alone. You're here. And in moments when we can't physically feel the presence or we don't quite know for sure, we can believe that you're carrying us through this storm. You're rocking us as we are dealing with the uncomfortable spaces that we encounter. God, I thank you. Thank you. In your name, Jesus will give you all the glory, honor, and the praise because we know without you, there is no us. And we want to give you honor for all of the work that you're putting in behind the scenes, the healing that you're doing on our hearts, the clarity that you're giving us in our minds, the peace that you're instilling within us. We thank you for it now. We thank you for the door openings. We thank you. We thank you for the opportunities. We thank you for the unconditional love. We thank you for the relationships that are recovering and that are being rebuilt. And we're thankful for those that you are removing. We're thankful for it all because we know that it is working out for our good. Now, I ask that you continue to give us the strength to endure the patience and the peace through it all. We thank you for it now. In your name. Amen. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into today. Which is July the 30. It, 31st. Okay. Here we go. Grace not only forgives you, but enables you to live for something hugely bigger than yourself. Why go back to your little kingdom of one? (laughs) Your spiritual life is all about inertia. It's all about inner motivations. It's all about kingdoms. It's all about warfare. It's way bigger than the surface Christianity to which it is often reduced. You can read your Bible every day in the entire Bible each year and still live for yourself. You could be faithful in your attendance at all your church scheduled gatherings and you still live for your little kingdom. You could regularly place your hard earned money in the plate and still not live for God's kingdom in view. You could be expert in the theology of the word of God and still shrink your life down to what you want and what you tell yourself that you need. You could participate in ministries to the poor and needy and still not live for the big kingdom. You could do all these things. And the trajectory of your life could still be more toward the kingdom of self than the kingdom of God. The only exhibit that is needed to demonstrate that true spirituality is about something more than public and formal acts of religion in the Pharisees. Jesus says something striking about the religion of the Pharisees. For I tell you, 
unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5 and 20. There was something deeply defective, something tragically missing in the religion of the Pharisees that caused Jesus to speak so strongly. What was wrong is captured by the following indictment. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tie the myth and deal and cumin and have neglected the waiter, the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guys straining out a net and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate that the outside also may be clean. Matthew 23, 13, 23 through 26. The public religious acts of the Pharisees were not the result of deep devo devotion in their hearts toward God and the work of his kingdom that caused them to live the way they did. No, they did these things in the absence of that devotion. That means they did not do them for God and his kingdom at all. They did them in allegiance to the kingdom of self for the purpose of personal power and public acclaim. They were acts of righteousness that were not righteous because they did not come from hearts of worship. True Christianity is always a matter of the submission of the heart to God, something that only rescuing grace can produce. For further study encouragement, Matthew 25, 31 through 46. This is so absolutely necessary. And I say that because oftentimes we get so caught up in our deeds, right? In in our, you know, performative acts of giving back, sowing seeds, helping the um displaced or misfortune or unfortunate, right? The ones that are, you know, disproportionately isolated we go out of our way to assist with the success of the help of healing for but we do it in a sense that is so manipulative in a way because we're doing it for people to see we're doing it we're doing it because we want people to know we're good we we're doing it because we want people to give us applause and we want to be rewarded for the things that we're doing for people but if you're moving in the sense of I'm doing this for the kingdom of God and a higher purpose it's not about me it's not about what you think of me it's about me really being obedient to the call of my life then you're not concerned with who knows what you do for the people that you know you are assigned to serve and this is in any aspect in career in home life in uh, social life social settings giving back philanthropy whatever it is about you truly 
truly given from a space of heart doing from a space of heart that does not need to be on a stage to be rewarded. So this is also about asking yourself while God is advocating for us, right? He's in those rooms. He's doing those things. Do you want that thing that thing because you want to be praised for it? Do you want that thing because it'll make you and I hate this saying, but it'll help you keep up with the Joneses. Are you praying so hard for that relationship because it builds up this social uh, uh, acclaim of popularity? It makes you feel worthy. Do you want this uh, uh, idea of marriage, home, children, successful career, trips, all of these things so that you can appear to be happier than you are you can appear to have more than you do you can appear to have arrived at this place in your life that really doesn't fulfill you but it looks as though it does so you want it because you like what that attention feels like what is it why 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 are you praying for that thing why do you really want that thing why do you believe that that thing is yours and meant for you what good is it for you and what does it do in serving the greater purpose which is God how do you do that what are you attempting to do how are you maneuvering through this day itching towards your goals something you're asking God to give you he's in rooms you're in rooms you're watching you're praying you're believing but why once you get what you're praying for, is it really going to serve anything other than you? How much of it truly is serving the greater purpose? And is that the reason it hasn't come into fruition before? Because it wasn't serving a bigger purpose. It was only for greed. You want it because it looks better. You want it because it uh makes people think of you it puts you in a space of high and mighty you want to be popular you want to be liked you want to be uh you know fond over in a sense you want people to think you're you've arrived at this place of entitlement is it ego stroking what is it why do you want that thing that's something to keep in mind throughout these 30 days is our why it's very important because why are we wanting that thing we've prayed and sacrificed so much for and it's okay to want it because it makes you feel good but once you get it how do you use it to serve bigger than your feelings What is it? What does it really give back? How does it reward? What's the return of investment? For God. It's a beautiful way to humble us um, and to put us in perspective 
oftentimes we're praying so hard out of desperation for something that we want just so people can see we have it but we don't have what it takes to sustain that thing we've been praying for for so long which is why we fumble it this is about understanding your capacity anything given too soon or to something unprepared becomes a curse it's no longer a blessing so what is it that you want and are you ready to sustain it when you get it because it's coming because you've prayed so hard you've cried so long you've screamed out you've made all kind of promises to God and now he's gonna test you on it he's gonna test you on what you said you would do when you get it and your ability to sustain what you've prayed for is proof of what your intentions were when you originally start praying for it that's the proof in the pudding This is really beautiful and it's really it's really something to think about as we're maneuvering through this 30 days but we'll bring it to today as you're moving through today and you're continually praying over those things you have up and you're pouring into those things and you're moving like you know it's happening Uh, keep in mind that yes it is happening But how can you allow it once you get it to serve bigger than you? It's an important, it's an important observation. Okay. We should honor him in all things. All things. Okay. I really hope that as we're navigating this day um we continue to have proof of the seeds that we're sowing i'm believing for breakthroughs opportunities so many things and i know that so much is is working out for our good okay I love you guys. Thank you so much for your participation. Thank you for your dedication. I hope that you are maneuvering in a very sacred way, honoring yourself, honoring the people that are assigned to you, but more importantly, honoring God and the purpose and the promises that you've made to him. Um, Let's continue on this journey. Continue as we navigate and move forward. I believe in each and every one of you. And I cannot wait until tomorrow's daily devotion. So until our next episode, bye.